I'll go get it. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker, and I'm the only one here with you today. So you get me all to yourself, or you get I get you all to myself. Anyway, Michael's back east helping his, uh, I guess in Midwest, helping his sister uh, create a garden in her, her little courtyard, which is wonderful. Um, I love doing small courtyards in small areas because we could trick it out so well without breaking the bank, but that's another story. Anyway, our podcast, Digging Deep, is here to pass on information to help you create a landscape, to know the steps, what to do. That's why we share our pitfalls and our screw-ups and our magnificent gardens and our ideas so that you could learn as well. So today, I'd like to talk about tulips. I think it's a prescient conversation since it's time for tulips. And tulips have an amazing, amazing history. And um, if you if you don't know about it or if you've not read about it, one of my favorite um, Michael Pollan books, aside from, um, oh, he has another one. Well, anyway, the one I love is The Botany of Desire. And, and it came out quite a few years ago. And he, he really goes into four, four different types of plants. And uh, one is the apple. The next is the tulip. And the third is marijuana. And the fourth are GMO potatoes. And all of these have an incredible history. Yes, from 2001. But I wanted to talk about the tulip because it is spring. And um, if you've planted your bulbs in the fall, um, they are going to be up very soon. You'll probably notice in stores um, that you could buy tulips already. Those are hothouse grown and I'm sure they're forced. That's why they're a little bit early. And yours should be up. I don't know if they're blooming yet. But um, again, let me tell you if you don't already know that tulips go in in the fall and um, if the tulip doesn't have enough cold winter weather they don't bloom quite as well so that's why they go in in the fall um, and they go through the winter where it gets really cold and then pop up in the spring now rarely do the tulips rebloom and if they do rebloom they're kind of like meh you know, not very much. Um, and so here's some tricks with the tulip. If when they're done blooming, when the flowers start to fade, okay, they're no longer lovely. What you want to do, you don't cut them all the way back. You cut right under the flower head. That's the seed head. You cut that off and you let the little you know, foliage, you know, the stem and the leaves just go kind of a yellowish brown. And in a couple of weeks, probably two weeks after that, then you could cut them to the ground. You could leave them in the ground. And in the fall, you could put a layer of mulch on the top, not on the bulb. Do not dig up, you know, dig down into the bulb and, and put mulch. Just do it on top and, and that will percolate down in the soil and that will encourage, it'll send the energy back into the bulb to hopefully bloom again. If you've planted your bulbs in a container, most likely you may get something, but pretty much they have to be thrown out because um, they're not going to do anything. Now, there's a question of uh, digging your bulbs up or not. And it seems that because it's so iffy whether they'll bloom, you could leave them in the ground. 
if you do have bulbs that will continue, um, what happens is the bulb divides. And so, um, but it takes several years for new blooms to come out of that. Um, tulips are tricky things and they're usually treated as annuals, but they're fabulous annuals and they certainly are, uh, you know, a, a sign of spring. I mean, they're gorgeous. We have daffodils and then the tulips and the tulips, their history is really something. Let me tell you, um, Back in the 1600s, like 1634 to 1637, it nearly ruined the economy of the Dutch people. Never before or since has a flower taken a star turn in history's main stage. Now, I'm reading directly from Michael Pollan's book in the chapter of the tulip. And I, like I said, it's, it's tulip time. So I think you need to, you know, I think you'd be interested in a little history. So, you know, uh, the Dutch people were Calvinists and, the, you know, they were, uh, what was the attraction to the tulip? And so Michael um, Pollan's thought is, well, they're cool, scentless. They don't have a scent. They're kind of aloof. And uh, the tulip is one of the least Dionysian of flowers. Now, Dionysus is the god of wine and, you know, all kinds of fun things. And the tulip is just more upright. And um, so... Anyway, he feels like that's what elicited the admiration of the Calvinists, um, the Dutch. But also the tulip um, was also grown in Turkey and Iran. So it's not just the Dutch. But people, wait, I'm going to go forward. The tulip elicited such a fierce passion. It just unleashed passion in Holland in the 17th century and to a lesser extent in France and England. And what happened, um, there's a person named, I'm hoping I'm going to say this right, Odier Gislaine de Busbeck, ambassador of the Austrian Habsburgs to the court of Suleiman the Magnificent in Constantinople, claimed to have introduced the tulip to Europe, sending a consignment of bulbs west from Constantinople soon after he arrived there in 1554. Actually, the word tulip is a corruption of the Turkish word for turban. The fact that the tulip's first official trip west took it from one court to another, that it was a flower favored by royalty. It might also have contributed to its quick ascendancy to the court of fashion. So this tulip became the thing, far beyond a Gucci bag, a Kate Spade bag, or anything like that. The tulip almost brought um, a nation to, like I said, in, in, um, economic collapse. So a little history, more history about the tulip in particular. The species tulips in Turkey typically come in red, less commonly in white or yellow. The Ottoman Turks had discovered that these wild tulips were great changing, changelings. They would freely hybridize, um, and though it takes seven years before a tulip grown from seed flowers and shows its new colors. But it's because of these mutations that were like spontaneous and wondrous things that the tulip's mutability was taken as a sign that nature cherished that flower above all others. So here you go. It's singled out, and that's why it became such a, you know, such a, a great, valuable thing. One bulb. One bulb was traded for a whole business. I mean, a man would trade his mill, which he did, for one tulip bulb. 
And imagine it takes seven years to, to get it to come back again. So um, for a time in the 18th century, the bulbs of tulips that matched the Turkish ideal traded in Constantinople for quantities of gold. This was during the reign of Sultan Ahmed III from 1703 to 1730, a period known to the Turkish historians as the Laldevri, or the tulip area, tulip era. So um, the Sultan was ruled by his passion for that flower so much that he imported bulbs by the millions from Holland, where the Dutch, after passing on their own tulip mania, had become masters of large-scale bulb production. Interesting, isn't it? So the Dutch in Holland uh, went from, you know, actually they're propagators of quite a few things, bulbs and what, what you know, a, a lot of other things. But um, later, when marijuana started being grown, the Dutch were so good at their propagation. And of course, um, anything that becomes illegal goes underground and then gets perfected. So that's where so many of the sativa and indica um, varieties of marijuana uh, were grown. But that's also in the book, and that's another chapter. I so encourage you to have a look if you're interested in things like plants. Uh, the Botany of Desire is, is really wonderful. But like anything else, um, thieves stole the tulip from Holland, and um, they arrived in Europe. And um, as they arrived in Europe, pretty soon, um, they became less and less of something that you would trade your uh, entire kingdom for. As we know today, there are millions of um, tulips and we could buy them pretty cheap. So um, that wasn't, you know, but the tulip wasn't the first or the last thing to be uh, for theft, um, to be stolen. Um, the potato was also stolen as well. And um, it's just so interesting what goes on with things that we think are so common. Tulips, salt, sugar, the potato. You know, the potato, um, there are many, many varieties of potato, as you probably know. We're used to like um, Yukon Gold, white potatoes, russet potatoes, red potatoes. But there are way more varieties of potatoes than that. And it is said that because the Irish grew only one variety of this potato, and I might have mentioned this before, when that got infected with the fungus, um, it wiped them all out and the Irish starved. Most of them, it was a horrible time. Had they planted more of the hybrids of different breeds, it wouldn't have been a problem, but they were growing just one. So anyway, I'm hoping that you're going to look at tulips a little bit differently as they come up. They're wonderful, wonderful um, flowers. I mean, they're just stunning the way they hold, you know, that, that little bowl shape. And now you can get the parrot tulip, you know, that's fluffy. You can get some tulips that are four inches across. You can go uh, all one color. You can mix them, but you should treat them as an annual. But like I said, you can, you could try your best to, um, to, to get them to bloom again. And, and that again is, is by cutting out the seed head. Once the flowers, the petals dry, uh, you know, start to fade. And then um, that will save the energy that the bulb would have to put out, you know, for it to slowly die and then cut it off. And then hopefully you'll have a, you'll have something the next year. But as I mentioned, they're not very expensive and they are beautiful. And so um, when I'm designing a garden and my clients want bulbs, 
because they they come and go once a year and because you don't necessarily want to dig all of them up tulips you could you know if they're just if they're not blooming anymore it doesn't matter however if you're putting other things like i have um bluebells that have come up they're so beautiful they're kind of purple they come up every year and so i know not to dig in that area so if you want to have um, bulbs that come periodically in the spring and in the summer you know summer's gladiolas and i mean there's alliums there's all kinds of wonderful bulbs mark out a spot where they're going to be so you don't tamper with that you don't want to dig into the bulb and destroy them also most of the gardens that i put in are are on a drip system you know that we're, we're trying to decrease water use but still have a beautiful garden and drip irrigation is the best way to do that so um if you're going to have a bed that has bulbs you it, it's going to need water okay the the tulips hopefully are going to get the water that we have from winter although here we are in april with very little water in sacramento northern california and southern california so anyway things are changing but um, there's nothing more magical than planting bulbs and then a few months later have them come up. And again, there's so many varieties. There's the oriental lilies as well, the belladonna lilies, as I mentioned, the gladiolas, the alliums. And then, and then there are the dahlias. Dahlias are more like a root shape, but um, my dahlias are in the ground. I don't dig them up. I leave them in. And dahlias, if you've never grown dahlias, oh my God. Some of them are the size of a dinner plate. They're unbelievably beautiful. And um, they need a designated spot as well. And um, as they come up, because the heads on the flowers are so heavy, they need to be staked. I remember um, years ago, actually it was in the year 2000, when I went to England, I visited um, uh, Winston Churchill's um, home, Chartwell, it's called, Beloved Chartwell. And there was a bed of dahlias. Now, here's how the British do things, right? They don't poke in a few. There were rows and rows, and every one of them was staked to perfection. No matter how good my intentions are each year, <laughs> I still have mine, like, flopping all over the place, which is not good because then the flower heads, you know, they lean on the ground, and guess who eats them? Those slimy little buggers, the slugs and snails. So, um... So it's all about planning. That's what we've talked about over and over again, Michael and I. And that's what we do as landscape designers is we plan. We plan for what's going in. But there's no reason why you can't have um, fabulous bulbs poked in and among your plants as long as you plan where they're going to go and either put a tag saying where they are or have a chart of where you've put them. And that way... Um, you'll know and you won't dig into them. I've dug into them. I mean, it's it's not like you're killing an ancestor. I, I'm sorry. I say that because remember the movie Seven Years in Tibet? The, they wanted to put a movie theater in for the people, but um, the people believed that the earthworms were their ancestors. So they had to very carefully pick out the earthworms. Anyway, I digress, clearly. <laughs> so this was supposed to be all about tulips, which it mainly is and was. And um, I'll just really quickly go over. In the fall is when the tulips go in. And you know why it's easy to remember? Because that's when they're available at the stores. You'll see bags of tulips, bags of daffodils, bags of spring bloomers that come in in the fall. So the nurseries are right on it. They're there to, you know, they're there to sell you, uh, not just to sell you things, but also to let you know when they're available and when they should be planted. So um, 
So you will know you should not miss out because if you go to the nursery on a regular basis, um, what you see in bulb form is usually there because it's time for it to be planted. Okay, I think I've gone over some history of the tulip and I hope you understand when you look at these tulips and think the name tulip was once uh, a bastardized say, um, word for turban, that you look at these as beautiful turbans. and um, and how valuable and wonderful they are. I don't think they're nature's most favorite flower just because, you know, they happen to do something weird every once in a while. I love all flowers. Honestly, I love all flowers. Even the flowers that come on weeds. I don't like the weeds, but I like the flowers. And so um, it's just this beautiful little joy that, that pops up. And if you want to get deeper and deeper, then, um, then you could plant month by month um what's going to be in bloom and again when i was in england these fabulous gardens i mean fabulous gardens when something is done blooming it gets dug out and put in the greenhouse and something else goes in all right we don't do that but by planting bulbs you can have this rotation of color um, that comes periodically so I don't know that Michael would have had anything to add to that as far as tulips, except his experience probably growing it himself. But um, I am enamored by tulips. And I am someone that would buy them from Trader Joe's and other stores, too, because they're just so, so beautiful to have um, on the table at this time of year. And it's one of those things that comes and goes. It's spring and it's gone. Just like cherries. Any day now, well, maybe a few weeks. I'm going to start seeing them sell cherries on the corner. I love that. I love fresh cherries when it's cherry season. Much rather have them local than flown in from New Zealand or Australia. <laughs> so anyway, look local, eat local, and plant local. That doesn't mean they all have to be uh, natives because there's so many plants that actually do well in our area and um, so much available. And so I encourage you at springtime to delight in the tulips and also delight in anything else that's ready to be put in the ground. Lobelia, begonias, oh, there's so much coming at the nursery. It's so much ready to bloom. But make sure you have irrigation, make sure you have good soil, and that way you'll have good plantings. All right. Well, thank you for joining me all by my lonesome here. I'm Roberta Walker, and this is Digging Deep. And we hope to bring all kinds of information to you. And this one was about tulips. Thank you for joining me. Bye-bye.